Hello, my name is Wang Yan, and I'm a reporter with News China. With our weekly podcast, we aim to provide insight into the trends and happenings in modern China through a historic lens. Today, we continue to discuss the 10,000-mile tea road by looking at the competition between Russian and British tea merchants as they vied for supremacy in the China market. How the tea road after more than two centuries of prosperity faded into history, and the modern initiative that hark back to the cultural exchanges of the past. After the Second Opium War, Hankou in mid-China's Hubei province was opened up as a trading port. The Russians especially valued the tea market in Hankou. In 1862, Russia signed the Sino-Russian land trade regulations with the Qing government, obtaining the right to directly purchase and process tea in South China. In this way, Russian merchants came into direct competition with British merchants, who also wanted to monopolize the tea market in Hankou. The Russian merchants set up factories in Hankou and recruited experienced craftsmen from nearby tea-producing areas to manufacture big tea. From 1863 to 1873, they opened three tea factories, namely Shunfeng, Xintai, and Fuchang in Yangloudong. In order to compete with the British for tea supply, the Russians paid a price several percent higher than that of the British, processed it locally, and then shipped it to Russian firms in Hankou for export. To get a further advantage over the British, the Russians relocated its three tea factories in Yangloudong to Hankou in 1874. In 1893, they set up a fourth tea factory named Baichang. Meanwhile, the Russians also upgraded their manufacturing equipment applying steam engines and hydro presses for brick tea production, becoming the first modern industry in Hankou, making the craftsmen employed by the Russians the first batch of modern industrial workers in the city. From 1861 to 1890, the volume of tea exported from Hankou port increased year by year. During this period, Chinese tea monopolized 86% of the world market, of which 60% was contributed by the Hankou port. Tea ships shuttled back and forth, lining up for more than 15 kilometers along the Yangtze River. In 1890, Russian Crown Prince Nicholas visited Hankou during his trip to China. At the celebration of the 25th anniversary, of the Xintai Tea Factory, a Russian tea merchant reported to him how much of the entire fiscal revenue of the Russian Empire was provided by tax revenue from Hankou Brick Tea. Nicholas marveled at the figure and responded that the 10,000-mile tea road starting from Hankou was a great trade route. Hankou was a great oriental tea port, and Russian tea merchants in Hankou were great businessmen. Since then, the reputation of Hankou as the Oriental Tea Port has been widely spread among Chinese and foreign tea merchants.
The Anglo-Russian war on tea trading ended with the defeat of the British, who withdrew from the Hankou tea market and moved to India and Sri Lanka to trade black tea. The success of Russian merchants can be attributed to three main factors. First, they reduced production cost by setting up processing factories in tea-producing areas and purchasing raw tea leaves directly from farmers. Second, they improved product quality and production efficiency by adopting advanced industrial methods. Third, they decreased the shipping cost by transitioning from land to sea transportation. The tea ships set out from the estuary of the Yangtze River and sailed from Vladivostok in Russia's Far East and Odessa on the Black Sea coast. This shift resulted in the previously busy Kyakta gradually losing its luster. However, following Russia's October Revolution in 1917, the Sino-Russian tea trade fell into decline after. The newly established Soviet regime imposed tariff barriers on Chinese tea. As a result, Russian merchants gradually withdrew from the Hankou tea market, and Russian tea factories were either closed or sold. The Xintai tea factory was taken over by the British and renamed the Pacific Brick Tea Factory. Equally, the rise of black tea in India and Sri Lanka at the end of the 19th century dealt a death blow to the Hankou tea port. British merchants who used to be the biggest buyer in Hankou now turned to India and Sri Lanka, as South Asia was a British colony and transportation distance between the two was shorter. In a relatively short space of time, the 10,000-mile tea road, which had prospered for more than two centuries, finally faded into history. At present, Though, with China's efforts to promote the Belt and Road Initiative, the 10,000-mile tea road between China and Europe is facing something of a renaissance. This is not only a continuation of history, but also the development and innovation of a brand new era. It is not just driven by the desire for a new economic cooperation paradigm and a shift in geopolitics, but also the need for cultural exchange and mutual learning between civilizations. That is end of our podcast. Thank you to our writer Liu Weitao, translator Yang Guang, and copy editor James McCarthy. We hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for listening. See you next week.